I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots! Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, JMS, Jessica Michelle Singleton, if you have all the time in the world, which feels like we all do right now. I know that's not true for all of us. I'm just projecting my situation onto what I'm saying right now. It's crazy that I could have all the time in the world and still feel like there's not enough time. Uh, time, you wicked bitch. Anyway, I'm a comedian. I'm the host. I don't know a fucking thing. That's why we're here. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining. Welcome. Please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. Maybe listen to a couple episodes if you find that this one isn't for you. Because they're all over the place. It's all different things, learning about different people, their interests, their lifestyle, their background. Uh, And those reviews help other people find the podcast. By the way, shout out to everyone listening in Zimbabwe. Apparently, I charted there this week. This episode is a stark difference from the incredible one I had with Micah Pearson. That's not to say this isn't one one that's also incredible. I'll be honest with you guys. This one might be a little more niche. And I'm not sure I did an adequate job with my questions. My guest is Mike Carroza. He's a fucking hysterical comedian out of Montreal. Well, he was in Montreal. He usually is in Toronto, but... He's from Montreal, and we were talking from there. And listen, we talk about Magic the Gathering. He loves it. He nerds out about it. The problem is that I am so novice, I'm such a noob, that I think I was lost. I tried to keep up. I tried to ask questions. So if you're listening and going, I don't know what the fuck is happening, you're not alone. Okay? Uh, That being said... There's a lot of really funny banter within it. I think it's worth it for that, If even if you're not too familiar with Magic the Gathering. And that aside, Mike Carroza is so fucking hysterical, and he has a new album out, which will be far less confusing than me asking him questions about Magic the Gathering. Uh, it's dropping in September, so I'm putting this out now, so you can go pre-order it to Rubik on iTunes, you know, or, you know, look for it in other places, I'm sure. But I have the iTunes link in the show notes. So go there. There's some preview tracks you can hear and hear that he is very funny. Uh, 
talking about things other than Magic the Gathering as well. So, I don't know. Let me know what you thought. I feel like I wish I would have done a better job with this one. I did like a tiny amount of research and it turns out it was, it's such a confusing game that the things I looked up were useless. But he's great. Our conversation was funny. He's a great guy and I don't want to rob you of getting to know him and being aware there's an incredible comedy album out there for you to pre-order, which you will enjoy, I guarantee. So... Listen, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Thank you to patrons. By the way, I forgot to shout out my best idiots forever before I move on to the episode. Gene and Kathy over at patreon.com. Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. If you want to support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month, get bonus content, get full episodes because I cut them at an hour for public consumption, for non-subscriber consumption at this time. Mostly because I could use the support. I would love to have you over there. And I'm trying to cook up some new ideas for stuff over there. Um, so we'll see. We also do bi-weekly-ish happy hours. Crappy hours is what I call them. Although occasionally they are chaotically organized because I am a chaotic person. But uh, other stuff like that. Get over there. It's a fun little community. And if you would like to support the podcast and be involved more, but you don't have at least a dollar a month to donate, donate to give me donate wait i'm i mean yeah sort of i am a charity cause at this point donate to me you can also join the facebook group uh that won't cost you a thing ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots people post funny memes we start discussions about things that's where i go to to say hey here's my guests coming up do you have questions for them so that's where you can get your questions in that's where you could have seen this and asked more specific magic the gathering things i got a few of them but i was lost as fuck regardless this is a fun interview. Mike's a fun guy. Go pre-order his album. Enjoy this episode on Magic the Gathering with my friend and hilarious guest, Mike Carosa. Hey, idiots. I'm here with my friend. I could, they're my fans. I got to just stop. Do people get show. I'm here with my friend, Mike Carosa, you guys. Uh, I just spent 10 minutes being like, should I say your name like it's a dish? in that's only made in sicily uh fuck dude thanks for jumping on with me <laughs> i'm a mess thanks for asking me i'm having i'm i'm stoked you asked me to talk about something that i don't shut up about already and so i'm excited that's <laughs> that is what i want i'm so that's uh that's you would not believe how many people not usually comedians but sometimes comedians will mm-hmm. ask me to do my podcast when i'm not like soliciting uh-huh. uh and then I'm like, that's cool. Do you have like a thing that you like? And then uh-huh. they're just, we could, they're just not that stoked about it. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I kind of, I'll watch a skateboard video here and there, like once every couple of months. I'm like, yeah, we like, talk about that. <laughs> You're like, uh, okay. Cool. I'd rather just rip my eyeballs out. That sounds more fun, but sure. <laughs> uh, dude. We, okay, we were before we started. We were just talking yeah. about how long it's been. We'll get to the thing you love. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, you guys. yeah. Oh, I'm not worried. We have oh. a couple questions online that I could not understand. Yeah, uh, some of them I felt were just. I was like, are they trying to insult you? And they are typos. Uh-oh. Are is this a thing that is too deep? Magic the Gathering. All right, I gave it away, you guys. Uh- yeah. One of them, one of them, I didn't expect you to to grab onto, and it was a sweet thing from my buddy Matt. But that was the only one that I was like, "Is that 
No, it's not an insult. He's calling me a cutie with a booty. That's what that is. I mean, um, I'm envious. I wish oh, anyone would have. You? This can is you... a bummer. Oh, no. Can you hear Let's me? See if I can do something about this. Oh, no. It's fine on my end. Uh, see, now, now, now we're back. Let me see if this helps. It's such a dumb idea. It might work. I'm going to open the door. Oh, that's crazy. It's like totally good on my end. Well, now I'm back. And He's back, you guys. And the door is open, and I don't care who hears it. <laughs> Magic the Gathering rules. A bunch um, of people come in, and they're just like, loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my um, brother's having a pool party with all of his friends from high school who only stand with their biceps curled. And uh, <laughs> Wow, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> What a bunch of losers. Can you take a picture and send it? I'm just kidding. Um, well, I got a cut, cardboard cutout of James Dean. I was going to ask if that was James Dean. That, okay. Is it on something or is it humongous? Because It's humongous. It's a, it's a life-size cardboard cutout of James Dean. From here, it seems like it's eight feet tall. Is that oh, just the no, angle? It's the angle because I'm like here. Um, oh, yeah, I guess the computer is like down. Yeah. So okay. He's got, he's got like a foot putting some inches on there. What a man. Yeah, so. Uh, um, I, used to, I had a giant poster of him in college, but that's never reached cardboard cutout level. Hmm. Is he a character in Magic the Gathering? Is that why you have that? <laughs> yeah, big fan of his character, James Dean. A rebel without a cause. I don't even, is that the movie he's in? I can't I even. I think so. Uh, yeah, it is. And then yeah. he died in a car crash. Filming yes. that movie or just those are two things. I don't know. I think I think he I think he finished the movie and was like, let's let it rip, baby. And he just he did. And he really did. He, he did. Yes. R.I.P. Indeed. Fuck. R.I.P. James Dean. Last time I did a show online. Uh, do you know Akeem Woods? Akeem Woods, uh, sweetie, sweetie boy comic. Not really. I, I know of him, but we haven't really like hung out, if that makes sense. He's yeah. very funny, very sweet. He put out a very funny sketch called Hitch Dicks, which I recommend. If you just Google Hitch Dicks, you might be able to find it. Amazing. Um, he was on my show, and I have this cardboard cutout on, on my show for when I do it online. And, uh, and he was like, so is James Dean racist? And I was like, oh, God, I don't know. What, uh, is he? <laughs> I mean, probably. If we're being realistic... Yeah, exactly. Ah, he was man. Born in the 30s, died in the 50s, and you're like, uh, yeah, inherently, yes. But then he was also in a movie that was like, look at racism and it's bad. And you're like, oh. did he do that knowingly? And or was he just or, like, apart? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to play it. Or he was like, oh, hold on a second. You mean I get to be racist on camera and be praised for it? And that's, then again, I don't know what role he took in that movie. I mean, I haven't, I honestly have not really seen a lot of James Dean. It's, I'll be honest, I, I was just into James Dean because he's hot. I can admit that. He's yeah, just like cool. No problem. I was never like his, but his acting, which I don't know. I, I'm not I insulting it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I, I know nothing about him. All I know is that I, I got this cardboard cut out for a show that I was doing in Montreal, like years ago, like, like six years ago, I ran a variety show in Montreal 
And one one of the shows I was going to do a raffle and then completely spaced on the raffle, completely spaced on the whole bit that I had behind the raffle because two of my friends booked on the show surprised me with like this crazy sketch. And that was like encouraged within the spice of the show. Oh, I love but that. I just completely forgot. And the <laughs> idea was that I was supposed to be a big baby running around the audience with... <laughs> It was this big bottle where, with like a coin slot. So like I was going to be going around and be like, do you want a raffle? And here's a raffle. And then they put money in the baby bottle. And then the, the winner would get this. And then I forget something else. Whatever it was, the other prize, I gave it to somebody at the end of the show because I forgot it was like a sponsor thing. But oh, this fuck. I just forgot in my basement. And then when I got home for quarantine, I put it up and was like, well, here's some set dressing. I'm glad I have something. Thank God. And, you uh, needed a backdrop. Yeah, I, I put a little Hawaiian lei on him. Huh? Put that I mean, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's fun. Uh-huh. And I get to do this joke at the beginning of every show. I say, hey, look, it's James Dean. He's got a lei. Uh, went to Hawaii, came back. He brought his own. He brought his own lei to Hawaii, came back with the same one. And I just... <laughs> I'm so tickled by that idea. I don't know that anybody else is, but I love it. I love your enthusiasm for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's most of that's how people react to my comedy. I'm glad that my career still translates onto uh, podcasts happening across an entire continent. Ooh. Oh my god! Yeah, you're on. You're on the good side. Is that a thing? Oh god! <laughs> how's, so. how's Montreal? Montreal's been very nice, very warm, so hot. I I live in Toronto, but I've been in Montreal since March because oh. of COVID. Okay. Um, and luckily, like, here's the thing. I was able to work from home for a little while. And uh, because I'm home with my parents and we're so far from anything, I haven't spent anything except for paying for rent in an apartment that I can't be in right now. That's fun. Um, which is still okay considering because I didn't realize how much I spent on literally everything else. Yes. So now I'm like, I'm just sitting on enough that I'm like, okay, I don't have to like worry so much. And then I took a leave of absence from work because I still am like having panic attacks about going back to a, working in a mall or working on the Anywhere, road. like with yeah. people. And we have like this COVID benefit program in Canada. So turns out I qualified for it. I called like three different hotlines to be like, I just want to make sure. So I'm not committing fraud. And they're like, you called two days ago. And I said, yes, you, you, you should apply. <laughs> like the law hasn't changed. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, that was embarrassing, but That's, I, I, so, yeah. I mean, I appreciate your diligence that you're like, I don't want to take money and then later be accused because all, everything's going on here oh, too. It's like, like we're, I'm getting unemployment, but I'm like, is, ah, is it, am I supposed to be getting this? Am I later going to get sued? Can I be sued oh, by the government? Like That's the super scary part about the States. Like everything about it. I'm like, Oh, nobody really knows how the rules work out there ever. And I'm just yeah. like, they, they, they've made it unclear on purpose. So, oh, 100%. So, so they, it's like, yeah. If it's anyway. fucking crazy. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're doing well up there. I'm doing okay. Yay. Yeah. Um, it, that's so, it's so funny, too. Just I, I relate so much to how much I'm saving by not doing anything. Yeah. It, and it, it's a true testament to how broke I normally am that I don't have a lot of money now, but I feel like I'm killing it. Exactly, that I'm like, exactly. Oh my God. I, is that a comma? What? <laughs> That's gone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, Oh fuck. 
Well, anyway, let's well let's just get into what we're here for because I can have a, I have a fun fact for you listeners if they don't know anything about French people. Oh yes, commas and money. The <gasps> French use commas instead As, of decimals. That's so, right. So they go with a comma, and so technically, even if you've got no money in the bank, you've got a comma in that number. Ah, I should have stayed in France. <laughs> In France. Oh. <laughs> do you, you speak French? Yeah. 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 I, do you do I, comedy I, in French? I've tried it once or twice, but I don't really carry over that way because the French comedy is kind of still like buffoonery. Well, yeah, you're of. absolute clowns if you're listening to this, and I respect I, it. <laughs> I mean, I wish it was more on the clown side because now it's it's the French side of things has only started coming up on like late '80s comedies. Ah, uh, yeah. And then there's a lot of plagiarism that happens in French comedy. Oh, and in Spanish comedy. Oh, yeah. People are translating bits and getting away with it. Isn't because, that what Gad did? Uh, a little bit. Uh, are we not allowed I, to say that? Are we going to get a uh, uh, black boxed? I'm, I'm <laughs> black only, boxed, I'm, blacklisted? Yes. I don't even know no, the word. No, no, hold on a second. Let's get black boxed, baby. And then we get a spotlight out of it. I'm into that. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not speaking on Gad because I haven't read everything. But I, yeah, he was accused of it. And I, it wouldn't shock me. But also, like, the way that they've approached it before, I've seen people kind of rip off jokes from uh, from English and French. They'll they'll be like, "What? It's not like you're using it in French, so I can do it. Like it's fine." Yeah. Well, what I heard was, and I'm just gonna say, I heard this from a source that I cannot remember and is very likely completely not credible. <laughs> it was the wall at a comedy club in uh, 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 Toulouse. Yes. No, somebody said, because people are like, oh, Gad's like the French Seinfeld. And somebody said it turned out he was just stewing Seinfeld. Seinfeld. But Seinfeld found out and was like, yeah. And Gad was already successful. And he's like, but do you just want to like pay me for my material? And he paid him and it was fine. That's what I heard. I I have never looked it up. I have a a problem with someone telling me information and I should. I mean, that's the whole crux of this podcast, but like someone says something and until someone else brings it up or I happen upon information on it, very often I just accept it as truth. And I'm like, I guess, I guess uh, that's a fact. You ever seen that Tom Segura bit about his dad leaning into him, watching Tommy Lee Jones and be like, you see him that he's gay. And then all his life, Tom Segura has been like, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is gay, right? He's gay. And then he sits down in LA talking to somebody. Tommy Lee Jones comes up and was like, did you know he's gay? And the guy's like, no, Tommy's one of my closest friends. I know his wife. And he's like, well, who told you he was gay? And he's like, my, my dad told me. He's like, your dad? What does your dad know? And then, that's so funny. <laughs> and, then, and so he, that's, that's the whole thing. And, uh, and then he calls his dad. And he's like, hey, dad, Tommy Lee Jones, you said he was gay. He's not gay. He's like, oh, I thought he was. And that was that's it. it? <laughs> Yeah, that's literally happened to me so many times with a varying degree of people. Or every uh, once in a while, I look it up and I'm like, "Oh, it's not that." And they're like, "Oh, okay." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, who knew? Um, yeah, I know. Terrible I have, habit. I have a quick question. Yes. I know that I'm interrupting. No, go on. Do I sound a little higher pitched than I normally am, or do I sound normal? Because I've had this happen before where I've done full on like 15 minute sets, but I sound up here, and it's just enough that um, I just forgot to do the test on my mic. Give me a No, I think you sound 
<laughs> Maybe a tiny bit, but you don't. You definitely don't sound like helium. Okay, good. I just did a little test and I can hear myself fine. Okay. Yeah, it sounds fine. I just forgot to test it before and it happened twice and it, it, it was very funny that nobody caught on. And they were like, yeah, that's, that's what he sounds like, I guess. I, I, was, like, oh, I, was, I was like, ah, I like, haven't talked to you in person in a long time. So I know, I know it has been a very long time. I know. What? what? Omaha? I yes. We met, we met in Omaha. Yeah. And we, there were maybe like two or three times where we were supposed to be in the same city or, or like something. We to cross paths or like, and then it just, we, it never happened. So never. technically, I think I've only seen you in Omaha. In Omaha. God, what we were a, on that- two shows out there. And uh, what was that? Crom Fest. Yes, Crom Comedy Festival in Omaha. And that was what, like 2016, 2017? Fuck, 2017. 16. 16. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. I'd even, I'd even go so far to say maybe it was 15. Fuck, maybe it was. Yeah, because I moved to Toronto late 2017. Okay. I, I was solidly here, not even thinking of moving yet. Fuck. Yeah, doesn't that suck? Isn't that it's crazy? so crazy? It's, what's crazy, but what, but what I also love about comedy is that's my favorite part of festivals is like you have this condensed two or three day period where you just become best friends with people from a complete <laughs> yeah. different side of the globe. And then yeah. you end up running into them or you end up in their city. And it's like, oh, I, I know someone here that I feel. Oh, yeah. Um, and now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, is it just me that I'm like, I feel really close to people from festivals or? No, I, I'm like that too. I definitely, you definitely forge some friendships that like will last a long time and that are kind of like, you know how like the best kind of friends are those that like, you might not see each other or talk to each other all the time, but when you do, it's like right back up again. Yes. No matter what, you don't have to catch up on much. You can just be like, hey, how's the job? And it's like, I changed job. Great. Let's get back to being goofballs. And like, let's, oh, we're still in the know about this subject. We can be goofs about that. Like, it's so easy because in comedy, you have to be tuned into all the stuff that's happening in yes. the business. So you're never kind of out of the loop on a bunch of stuff. But then when one of you has something juicy, it's kind of fun to talk talk about it. Mm, oh, I mean, yeah, I, I like a little little juicy juice. I like a little bit of juice. I can dig a little juice. I have fun. I <laughs> I like some tea. Um, fuck. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yes. I, it's just fun. It's just nice to see you again. We were. I mean, again, we were supposed to bump into each other plenty more than we have, and it's one of those things where, like, I'm sure. Like I've seen a video of your stand. I like, I remember listening to your album uh, after I got back from Crom. I was like, Oh, I know this person doing great. Okay. Oh, you were kind con- you want to come down to, to Montreal and Toronto. Let's help you set that up. And yeah, something happened there. Or like, I don't even remember. Like, I mean, so- shit always happens. <laughs> but then there's people that you see at festivals all the time. Like I've been on, I don't know, like five festivals with Ian Aber from Atlanta, who's just like the sweetest. <laughs> oh, the he's sweetest so sweet. He's, he's delightful. So, he's so sweet, but what a savage. He can be so sneaky mean, and I love it. What? Love it. He's a hell of a roaster. You don't know this? He's he is. So, I mean, he's, so it's funny. so funny. So fucking funny. He's too good. He's too God. good. He's got a great album out. Not oh, sure. shit. I got to go check it out. I haven't heard his yeah. album. Oh yeah, it's really sweet. It it's uh, it's all the bits you know and love, and then a couple of them that he's dusted off that he hasn't done in a while, but still sound great. So 
Uh, I yeah. love that. I miss stand up so much. Me too. Um, me, me too. Are you guys getting back up at, at all up there? So here's the scoop. Sunday night, I'm on at the Comedy Nest in Montreal, <gasps> which I know it's scary for me because I literally, for the first month and a half of quarantine, did not go outside. Like I stayed indoors. You didn't even and- get some like sunshine? Oh, I popped off into onto the patio and was like, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm happier indoors. And so I'd stay and I like, so I, so I'm not even kidding. I've literally had so many panic attacks over this fucking thing. Oh no. I've only recently just started being able to like see some friends or like go out and our numbers are like way, way lower. Like yeah. we don't have the density of population of the United States. We don't have like the... <laughs> The amount of people that have it every day, the new cases are crazy out there. Yeah, and probably not like the surplus of fucking idiots who are just... No, we have those. Yeah, okay. We have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada's Canada's doing its own thing. Did you know that indigenous rights are the heavy thing right now, which is perfect because they deserve their rights. It's crazy yeah. that Canada's gone so far and so long without people being like, you know, it's pretty fucked up what they did over there. And they're like, we should say oh, something. What, you mean in those schools where the nuns fall like full on fucking murdered children? And you're like, well, okay. What? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So like that's all coming to light and it's fantastic. I want things to progress and I want things to be better for everybody. And that means, you know, but also our numbers here, getting back to the COVID stuff, then the new, like the new cases a day for a while in Toronto was like 200 and people were like, Oh my God, that's too much. And then it was 200 for the entire province. And I was still like, well, not everybody's getting tested. And I'm terrified because I'm also seeing everything in the States being like, there are people in the States driving through Canada to get to, to, and they tell border agents that they're going to Alaska. And that's why they get to cross the border. What? But they actually stop and stay in places like Banff for the holiday, for the summer. And they're not the mask wearing types. They're no, they're rednecks. To- Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're the ones that show up and under tip from a good, that's my friend at restaurants <laughs> who told me about this. Uh, nobody's tipping well when they fucking defy every order in a pandemic yeah. and lie to the country for your purpose of entering. And then they're just going to go back and be like, yeah, Alaska was fun. And they'll be like, we have no way to check, but you guys can Google and search us when we just come to hang out with friends in your country. I know. It's bullshit. It is Everything bullshit. I, I didn't know it was that easy and frankly i'm pissed i haven't taken advantage of it (laughs) well yeah don't you want to go back to alaska no no i was like i could have i had the thought of i i should road trip to alaska and then i was like oh i'd have to go through canada and again without any more insider research i was like i guess i can't do that and then i moved on from it right some pe- I, I'm hoping that some people have just like flat out been refused now. And I think, I hope that some borders have just like the order is now we're close to the States. Yeah. I, I got to assume no, now yeah. that they're like, yeah. fuck you now. I they mean, have to be. it's uh, we nearly I, have this thing contained. You mean we we're like almost like we're getting closer and closer to the end of this thing in our country. And then we're going to be like, you know what, you know, who has money? and is going to come up here and spend too much of it because they think it's they're give, they're paying us less and they refuse to change <laughs> their money into our money. 
That's so uh, funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like what happens in Canada a lot is like Americans will pay with American currency and be like, what's that? Two bucks. Here's two bucks. And you're like, uh, uh sure. Like Four dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you understand currency exchange? That's so funny. Wow. What a God. I, it's, a weird it's hilarious and how, <laughs> and, and horrifying how dumb as a nation I mean, we really are like, whoo yeah. boy. And I'll say this. I love the States. Okay. I love coming down there. I love performing out there. You're the only country in North America that gives enough of a shit about me for me to kind of have a career. So fucking get your Yay. shit together so <laughs> I can come tour because my album's coming out and was supposed to be out already. And I was supposed to be out there right now. But um, showing yeah, it to the so, world, fucking yeah! You guys just wear your masks so we can all do shows. Like, I, I yeah, it's it's weird at the beginning of my show because I I add on a separate intro and there's always you know usually like the chunk where you're like and here's where you can see me and it's just like yeah. and I just could see me on Twitter. So yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm gonna tweet out a link to a Twitch show that I am reluctantly doing. Yeah, um, and it's probably gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Except some of them have been cool. Yeah. No. That said, I can't tell you how excited. I'm so excited for Sunday. I have been nervous about it leading up. The booker, like the owner of the Comedy Nest is the, the sweetest, sweetest man alive. I love him so, so much. He's been so good to me throughout my entire career. And he's, he's like listened. And it's, he's incredible. David Acker, fantastic comedian, also world-renowned magician. Incredible. Oh, wow. He does uh, it all. He does it all. And uh, so they not only reopen the comedy nest, but they like the capacity. There's like 150. They're only going 50 people. No more. Nice. Smart. And they're, they're also, there's no wiggle room on that. So if like you're showing up with like three people and there are 48 people in the room. You're going to make too bad. Yeah. One of you has to go and it doesn't even matter. They're not making any, no concessions. The comics, like the green room. There is no green room for us. Instead, we're in the back hallway where like Zambonis used to be because the comedy <laughs> nest is in the old uh, hockey arena that really? the Indians used to play in. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're in this gigantic space that's like a service elevator that, um, where we have like like eight feet to, of wall to ourselves that we can <laughs> yell. Like we can yell at each other from there and not be heard in the showroom. That's amazing. Honestly, it's like the only return to comedy uh, that I would feel comfortable with. And um, aside from maybe like a drive through show, but those aren't the things that I'm getting asked to, to do out in I Canada. Mean, but I have fielded offers in the States. I just can't come down there. I would love to, but I am <laughs> not allowed in. So uh, yeah. fix your I shit. <laughs> Fuck. Get it together. God, that stuff sucks. It's so annoying. <sighs> It'll get better eventually. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I hope so. I hope that I'm like, what if we can never leave America? What if we're trapped here? Anyway, I don't want this to be that just for laughs has to say hello to Mikey. What's happening? I mean, for fuck's sake, could they already? I've, I've already been, they have. Okay. I was like, I've already been blackballed about gad in this episode. Black watered, blacklisted. I'm just going to keep changing it. Uh, black. Wait, you said black boxed, black birded. You were black birded yeah, too. I've been black birded from the Just for Laughs festival. <laughs> from from the Gad El Malay presents uh, Howie Mandel's Just for Laughs. Uh, it's, and, uh, yeah, there's just so. Uh, I mean, and it's it's a weird thing. I've been to the festival ten years in a row, like in a volunteer yay. capacity, in a performance capacity, but. Um, this is the first year where I'm not going to be able to because it's just not happening. Is it going to be in the fall or are they mixing? I don't know. They canceled, they canceled the Toronto one. So okay. I'm assuming if anything, they're going to try for the fall. If they do do the fall, then they're not going to be able to get Americans out here. No. So the British comics, I don't know if they'll be able to get them out here. So hopefully that means hello. I not only am available, I have a great podcast. My album is coming out, and I'm predicting to critical acclaim. And yeah, I of course. I am ready to make some silly for the people who want to see me. And I'll tell you what, people will want to see me because they, they want to see anything right yeah, now. They're oh, like, yes. God, let me out of my house. Yes, please. Uh, I mean, that would be great for you. I, uh, for you, I hope it works out. God, for, I miss so I. Uh, this hellhole of a country. So <laughs> me too. Um, fuck. Well, let's just get into the fun stuff. Let's dive in. Mm, mm, mm. I have some cards here. You do? Okay, so if, yeah. if anyone's just listening, this is also up on YouTube, so you'll be able to go watch the episode on YouTube if you want to see the visuals. Um, we're talking about Ma- Magic the Gathering. We stated yes. that earlier. Well, okay, first of all, how, how old were you when you got into this? I must have been about 10 when I first got into Magic. I fell away from it, uh, God, maybe like four years later. Why? Because you wanted to get pussy? I was hoping so, but it didn't work out, and so I went back. <laughs> uh, not enough people wanted to play. Not enough people gave a shit. I also went to a French high school, so reading English cards uh, when, when your friends are uh, French kids who don't want to learn English or are separatists, Quebecois separatists, versus, uh, or, you I'm know, that's when you... St- that's when you start getting into being in bands and stuff. So I was no. in bands. And Wait, that's so what happened. is this, is it, do they not have international decks? There's no like magique, no, yeah. Le yeah, yeah. gathering. I don't know how to say gathering on Francais, they, but. Uh, they translate in a ton of languages. I know off the top of my head, I can think of uh, English, French, Japanese, Korean, Chinese, Russian, Portuguese, okay. Italian, German. Those wow. are the ones I can think of. That's nine languages right now. But at the time, they were only like there were French cards. I had some French cards, but they, you know, it was. But your fourteen-year-old so French friends were like smoking long cigarettes, and they were like, "We don't care." This is a racist impression of a French person. Yeah. I'm yeah, very yeah. sorry, French um, Canadian. 
Well, I mean, see, that's that's a French person. Instead, they weren't smoking long cigarettes. They were smoking uh, uh, what uh, packs of God. I forget the name of the brand. Just like they were drinking Pepsi and the and American like, spirits. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, probably not. I was like, wait, yeah, no, definitely not those. <laughs> uh, but they would be like, uh, hey, moi là, j'aime pas ça de magic. Arrête moi donc parler de ça, And then you'd be like. Okay, all right. And then they'd be like, Sum 41, Sarah, en tabarnak. And you're like, Okay, all right. Sum 41 rules. I get you. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just good to know um, that all the, the great music translates to everyone. You know? I mean, they're Canadian. I was okay with it. I know. I fucking loved them. Are you kidding? Them and Good Charlotte. I, it's all, I, I, Pop punk, baby. It had, a, it had a moment, and I, that moment is still in me. And I really, oh, that's in my heart forever. I love it. I love pop punk, but I don't like the behavior of a lot of these people. Oh, <laughs> the misbehavior. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. What? So what? can you give me a breakdown of what Magic the Gathering is? So let me see if I can find an example of each type of card in this deck. Because th- what I have here is a deck of a hundred cards. This is a, so this is called a commander deck. This is um, a format of Magic uh, where you pick one creature to be the commander of the deck. And so this is the guy, and you get like three different. Like this guy is three different colors, so you can play the three colors in that deck uh, exclusively. And that's what commander is. So you like pick somebody to lead the charge and that's who you, uh, who you pick dictates how you run your deck and stuff. But the idea is that magic is uh, defined as a game of conflict Ah. and you use five different colors. So it's um, white, blue, black, red, and green. Okay. And they're also colorless cards. Uh, And then there's also like, gold cards like the ones that I just showed you uh, which is multicolor right okay um, so the idea is that you have a ton of different kinds of cards that you can use to um, you know win the game you start with uh, 20 life in the regular game 40 in the format that I play oh you have a special format okay so, so commander is not the standard format it was it was put together as a um, as a type of um, like an expansion you play No, so it's actually a way to like use older cards because what happens with Magic is there's a format called Standard and Standard is the current set plus like whatever most recent sets within like a certain time frame. Your hair looks so great down. Oh, oh, thanks. That's why I pulled it down. Not because it was... Get out of here. Thank you. Oh, you're so kind. Uh, Um, so (laughs) anyway, uh, so magic you're like you're what you're doing is your goal is to reduce the other player's life total down to zero right that's the whole deal you're killing the other people that's right the the flavor of the game is that you are two mages uh in a like you're two planeswalkers because there's a whole multiverse thing and you're going up against each other and that's that's the whole deal and a mage Um, is kind of like a wizard yeah yeah uh, I'd go ahead and just call it a wizard. Okay. Honestly. So you're yeah. a wizard that walks in a plane. <laughs> yes. You walk on Air Force One. You say, I'm, uh, you do the, uh, 
snakes on a plane line. People think you're hilarious. And then, and then bam, that's how you start doing comedy, baby. That's how you get booked at the store, at the improv, <laughs> you get on, on there. the big ones. Yeah, baby. What you think we, we, we don't have those here. Come on. Let me add them. Let me get in there. I'm still trying to find like one card of each type to show you. So there's um, multiple. Okay. Someone asked this in the, in the Facebook yes. group. They asked if you play with one color decks or multicolor decks. So can you play with, do people play with just one color? Yeah, some people do. So um, in, this, in this format, in Commander, you are limited to the colors of your Commander. So like I just showed you Otrimi, who was the gold creature here that has three different colors in its casting cost right there. So you see those symbols at the top? Oh, at the top, right? Okay. Yeah. So those are the colors of black, green, and blue represented by the skull, the tree, and the drop of water. Okay. So, oh, sweet, sweet pup. God oh, yeah. This is my dog, Moki's right here. Someone's, <sighs> the neighbor, I think, is hanging something up on the wall. So she heard him banging and she got scared. She's a sweetie. She's the cutest dog on the planet. I don't even know if she's a dog. She's like a creature. I rescued her from China. Mm-hmm. She's like, all I want to do is her. talk about this dog. Look at her. I might cry. I She's like a black so falcor. <sighs> Don't cry, Mike. Come on, get I it might. together. I might. I love. No, I love dog. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Wait. So, with that commander, does that mean you can play any of the three colors? Is that so, what that yeah. designates? Yeah, but you can't play red or white in that deck so this is just commander right in the standard format you can play any color you want you just need to balance your mana sources to be able to play those cards so the cost that you see at the top right is you need to be able to produce one of these colors and then three of any color to play this guy okay Right. So to do that, you need land cards, which look like this. They each have a different symbol. So this is a drop of water for an island. An island is a blue source. Okay. Swamps are black, represented by a skull. The forests are green, uh, represented by a tree. Uh, Plains are white, represented by sun, and fireball for red, which is a mountain land. So those are the fireball for mountains. Yeah, I know. It, well, like, ah, it doesn't. It doesn't need to. The make mountain sense. is high. It gets closer to the sun. Icarus, whatever. Sure. There we go. Perfect. And wait, so, so you have to have land. Yeah, yeah. So every turn you get to play one land from your hand. That's just okay. unless you have stuff that says put a land into play. Like I think this one right here. This is a sorcery card that you can play that says you may put a land, you search your library, which is your deck, for a <laughs> land, I know, a land that you put into play and then a land that you put into your hand. So that way you have a land drop for the next turn all set up and you also advanced your land count for the next turn. So rather than, like, let's say you ramp, which is... Oh. Hang on just a second. I'm going to pause because I don't know what the fuck. All right, you guys. I briefly paused because... Apartment buildings, huh? Doing really well over here. Gotta love them. Gotta love them. Okay. Yeah. We were talking about land. Is the right. So are you trying to accumulate land? Sort of. So like the idea is that the game. So this game is from 1993 and has been around for that long with like 
multiple expansions a year for a long time now. Oh, wow. So, so they're always adding new shit. Right. So, like, the deck I'm holding right now, this is a pre-constructed deck with, like, two added cards extra okay. um, that you can just buy out of the box and play. And it includes, like, diff- like new cards from this, like, expansion. And uh, then you can, like, go off and create your own decks. Like, Commander, the idea behind the format I like playing is that um, at tournaments, because there were a lot, there, there are like tournaments for this. Are you um, done tournaments? Uh, not, not on like a professional scale. No. Okay. I've done like, see, like release events and gone to like a convention or two, but not, um, you haven't like been high level competing magic. No. Have you ever thought of it? Have you ever been like, maybe I thought of it, but then realized immediately that I could never because, uh, <laughs> Like the, the idea behind standard is that it rotates so quickly and then it, it, it's an element of the game that I like the version that I play. It's a singleton format. What's up? What? Uh, I have my own format, you guys. Yeah. So you can only have one card of eat. Like you can only have one copy of each card aside from basic lands. So like islands, swamps, forests, mountains, and plains, you can have as many as you want in the deck, as long as it's, you know, a hundred cards. Okay. Um, and uh, but every other card has to have a different English name from each other in the deck. That's the limit. That's the limitation. Okay. And the idea was that because standard format rotates and you have a bunch of cards from a format that is no longer legal, mm-hmm. some guys were like, let's just use these and put like a commander at the top so we have some deck building restrictions. Let's make it a singleton format. Let's do that. And then we'll just make a whole new format so we don't have to stop using the cards because, you know, what happens when they're no longer useful? And then they had collected so many cards and they felt fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like these are also cards that have a, that are very valuable, right? Like the yeah. So, for example, like if you were in a tournament and then one hot deck popped off and you were like, well, that means I have to get four copies of this card and then that's a $60 card. But then as soon as standard rotates out, you're like, well, I spent, you know, 30, you know, Whoa. whatever, 32, 320, 240, 240. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you can also, I'm thinking, of, I don't know what that is in Canada money. Yeah. That's Just a kidding. lot more. Um, <laughs> No. So like there's, let's say you put together a whole deck and you spent all this money on it and then it's like out of, it rotates out. Maybe you can salvage a couple of pieces, but you can't sell those cards again because there's no more value in them. When you say put together a deck, is that like, are you assembling for a whole game or is this like your team, so to speak, that you're like building? So a bit of both. So like you can, there are some events that are limited or sealed where you, so sealed is like you're given six booster packs and you're told, okay, construct a 40 card deck out of this. What's a booster pack? A booster pack is 15 cards in a pack. Is it just like a random pack? Yeah. It's a randomized pack that consists of three uncommons, one rare or mythic rare and eight, I believe commons. No, 11 commons. Okay. And there's a chance of getting like a foil card, but sometimes those can be also rare or mythic rare. Um, and usually the rare and mythic rare spot are, cards are like bombs. Like they're like really strong cards. Stuff that can like really help you win. Oh, like something that warps the game entirely. Like gives you a decided advantage if it goes well or Shit. if it's not removed. So um, that's like 
that's a format where you're constructing for that event and then you're done with it. Because so you're like building to deck. use that card basically. A, yeah. You're like, you're using your pool of cards. So let's say you get six decks at a sealed uh, tournament. You're, you're, you're choosing of all of these cards, all six packs you choose like stuff that works together synergistically and you're like okay i'm good in these colors i'm gonna put this many creatures it's gonna be you know 17 lands and the rest are spells and then you're like okay that's my library that's my deck for the tournament and so you go up against people and it's best of three okay yeah so the winner like eventually if depending on where you're playing the prize is more packs or like if the store does a giveaway you get a giveaway pack but then you know, there's, there's a couple other things. So okay. that format is its own thing. Okay. But for commander, the idea is that you, there are so many, so many cards in the existence of magic. We're, we're looking at like, God, I, I'm going to say 20,000 and I know I'm wrong. Like there's so many more even. Yeah. Um, and you pick, you have to pick a legendary creature to be your commander. commander. So commanders so, are creatures. That's not a wizard. Right. You're the wizard, basically. Yes, exactly. Or mage, yeah. excuse me. Do you ever wear costumes? Walker, I don't, but some people do. A lot of people do. Yeah. And it's like, it, whatever's fun for you. For me, I've never been into like the story or the fantasy elements of it because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just nerd. not into it. I have a hard time with Lord of the... Well, what can I say? I just like the puzzle, the game elements of the game. Like the then, strategy of winning is what you're into? Yeah. I'd be the yeah, opposite. Like, I would lose because I'd be too into the story. I'd be like, I'm going to go through fine. all these mountains and then I'd get blown up. <laughs> and that's the fun part about it is that like you can totally do that as long as you're honest about your power level and people adjust to it. That's the fun part about playing Commander or EDH. Elder Dragon Highlander was the original name of Commander. And so the shorthand is EDH. So the idea is that you go through all these legends online or that you, maybe you open a booster pack and you find this legendary creature that you're like, this dude's pretty cool. I'm going to build a commander deck around them. And you're like, it has three colors. I can pick from any card in all of magic's history that'll fit in this deck. And I want to make sure it synergizes with the commander. Cause yeah. that's always the one card that you always have access to. Okay. Um, so you're trying to build is it wrong to say like an army? Like how do you win magic? So kind of, you can go that route. Like, so there, so you have your legendary creature who is the head of your, your deck in commander. Yes. Donald Trump. Got, there we or go. Or of commander. your, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other problem with magic is that there are a surprising amount of fucking losers in. Like, how'd you even get I'm in here? About it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, like the the big controversy now is uh, Magic terminated a contract with a long-standing artist that they used for a very long time. Like she's she's like one of the original artists that has the most iconic artwork and is incredibly talented. Um, but Mag and like the Wizards of the Coast, the company that puts out Magic, they they were like, uh, we've we're just giving you a heads up. The next set is the last set that we're going to have Therese Nielsen art in it. And people Bullshit. are like, what? Why? And you're like, uh, it's because she's a turf. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. like Alex Jones or, and like, um, yeah. So she's but like. But these creatures. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is like the secondary market where people like buy these, these singles, these like individual cards and go like, uh, you know, I want to use this for my deck. The, her cards are 
are speculation points right now because people are buying them out either to make money off of them or because they're like, that's bullshit. She should still be able to work. Yeah. And then the, the thing is like, she's, um, she's a gay woman. And so you're telling me like this gay woman's wrong about it. You think she took a, she took a biology class and that makes her smarter than everybody right now because (laughs) she at least knows trans people. You can't just change your biology. And you're like, shut up. Why is this what you want to do? And my whole response to that is eat your own ass. Fuck all of you. (laughs) Yes. Any, anyway, I have no time for any bigotry whatsoever. And the thing is, the most amount of like Trump supporting bigots that I've come across have unfortunately been in magic, the gathering in that realm. Yeah. Yeah. I I see that. Like I've, I used to play world of Warcraft. It's just like that whole kind of RPG fantasy gaming world. It's out there. It definitely bleeds into that community for sure. Right. It's just a wild thing to see these people like because magic recently banned like eight cards that had racist connotations to them oh my god they had racist cards so like it's all these eight like old old cards like one of them the big the big one that was like of course like why didn't you ban that sooner is called invoke prejudice (laughs) i'm sorry that's ridiculous I i know it's a card from like one of the oldest sets within like the first five sets um, it, it, it was like, I, I'm going to guess several hundred dollars cause it was so rare and like difficult to find the art on it lo- is like pal- like a palette swapped cl- uh, clan members. Like they're in black robes and they look like hoods. the card number in the system was 1488, which is the Nazi, like the Nazi number. It's like words something something about like a better world for our white children or people or whatever uh-huh. and then 88 is hail hitler and that's the whole deal and so magic was like, oh and then it turns out that artist is also a fucking racist and so surprise yeah oh you mean the guy who wants to <laughs> who, who made a nazi card yeah that- yeah Although I guess, anyway. yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of if that could possibly be innocently like, you know, it'd be really scary. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, racist. No, no. That's terrifying. And people are like, I you're mean, right. What the fuck? I think it's wild that they just went ahead and called it invoke prejudice. Yeah, like. On top th- of it. <laughs> they're just like yeah. s- straight up. Um, another one. Yeah, they're nuts. It, it, it took so long. Another one was crusade. Which- <laughs> Crusades do have like a it, it's it's a it's um there there are a ton of connotations there but like it was a white card and yeah. like, that doesn't help and um like one of the cards that got banned was called cleanse and it says destroy all black creatures and you're like you can read that one way but it's also like white is the color for board wipes which is like when you pa- play a spell that destroys all destroys creatures. everything yeah yeah and there's creatures of every color. Exactly. I mean, it was black, red, black, white, green. red, green, and blue. And they that card just happened to be destroy all black yeah, creatures. Exactly. Whereas, like, I don't know the, I, I forget the um, there were specific like hate colors because like what's fun about magic and this is the real genius of the the game is 
that um so you see the back here the four, five colors are aligned that way yeah so they are they're done this way because it goes white blue black red and green okay or refer it's referred to as wooberg in magic so white for w w for white u for blue b for black r for r. red and g for green okay. and that so the the color com like the whole game centers around the colors and okay. the color pie. So the there's a whole there's like literally thousands of videos of people dissecting the color pie. They're like color pie philosophy, like meetings that happen every day at Wizards of the Coast, so that wow. they can design like the okay. So like, hold on a second. If I showed you this, this creature is three colors, right? Yeah. Its abilities need to match up with that color pie. So okay. if you take all three, you're like, what are the abilities that are available for these creatures? And the answer is like some, some car, like it's widely known that red can't destroy enchantments. Okay. That's just the thing that red can't do. Um, black can't destroy artifacts, which is another type of card. Right. So, okay. um, and so, like, there are weaknesses inherent to each color, and then, you know... Strengths as well. Certain keyword abilities are, like, first, second, tertiary kind of um, availability in certain colors. But all that to say, the whole game is built on the back of this color pie, which, obviously, back in the day, the first explorations were like, what if we picked a color for each color to be the enemy color? And that's easily represented by the uh, color wheel. The color pie right here shows what's across from white is black and red. Those are enemy colors. Oh, okay. So like then across from green is blue and black. I see what you're saying. Right. So those are the enemy colors of each of the colors. If you, but if you see the, um, the allied colors, you'll see white, blue, and green are allied for white. Okay. Exactly. So like that's how the, the, color, philosoph the color pie philosophy works for magic. And it's – like it's such a fun when it comes to designing the game and like yeah. thinking about because everybody everybody who's ever played magic and if they say no to this they're absolutely lying everybody's tried to design a card or two and that's you know the 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 part of the groups online is like some people will be like here's a custom card what do you guys think and it'll be like something will be completely off about it. And immediately because of all the years of like over 25 years of this game, people have gotten to know the colors pretty well. They'll be like, that's not something red can do. And if you want wow. it to be fairly costed, you have to like up it to like two extra colorless mana or like you have to give this drawback. And so it's a matter of like balancing out the game. Cause that's the fun part. And but some people like, do make those cards and sell them or what? Uh, no, the custom cards, no, because they're okay. not legal anywhere, but, um, um, people do make proxy cards. Like I personally, like some cards are just way too expensive to buy more than once or at all. And so let's say, okay, so this card, soul ring, uh, yes. this card is like the poster child of the format of commander. This card okay. is in every pre-constructed commander deck that Wizards has ever released. It's pretty much the automatic inclusion of any commander deck that anybody's putting out because you pay f you pay one right there in the top right corner. You mm -hmm. pay one, and then you can tap it to produce two. So it's an accelerator, and it's only legal in this format, basically. Okay. It's like legal in like two others, but restricted in those formats. Whereas in commander, it's like it's one of the cards that you're allowed to use and there's a ban list in commander, but soul ring isn't on it. And I don't think it's ever going to be on it, but, um, God willing. Fact. yeah. God's, God, yeah. Um, 
So pay one and you, what does that mean when you can pay one? and? So soul ring is an artifact. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, so that means it's a permanent, it's a permanent in magic means that when you play it, it comes into play it, on the battlefield and it remains there until it is either destroyed or exiled. When it's destroyed, it goes to the graveyard. When it's exiled, it's removed from the game. Okay. Um, Soul Ring is a card that because it's in every commander deck and because there's the commander is now the most popular format in magic history. Um, it's uh, everybody needs one. Everybody okay. needs one. And then there are people who are like, I want to make a deck for every color combination. And you're like, that's a person who's about to make 30 decks because you have a colorless and then you have the five colors. That's six right there. 10 plus 10 for the two colors. And then, I don't even do the There's math. There's like so many four color. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cause you can have like, like three color decks or like right. all five colors versus. So this would be three okay. color, but I can find, let me find a legend in here that has two colors just cause like and then the guy, whole deck would only be those colors. Exactly. So this guy, if he's your commander, let, let's ignore the, the text because the, he's actually kind of complicated. Yeah. He's a legendary green creature. So okay. if you had him as your only commander, then that means that you can only play green cards. However, that specific card, it has a partner with mechanic, which means that it can be your commander along with another creature. Oh, that's That nice. is two other colors. So it ends up being like three color deck if you build them together. But the idea is that you can build, you know, so like this one's a black and blue creature, legendary creature. So you can build an entire deck around. And, and the whole deck would be black and blue cards. And colorless cards. So and Soul colorless. Ring okay. is a colorless card, okay. which means that you can play that in every deck. Literally every deck needs a Soul Ring. And so this card for a while, you know, was like 10 bucks. And then, you know, eventually it was printed into Oblivion. So now it's sitting at $4 for every Soul Ring. Oh, the wow. Thing is, I don't want to pay four bucks for a thing. I probably have like 30 copies of and like, just cause I'm making <laughs> another deck to be on my friend's web series. I've also done a bunch of episodes of battle of the brews with my buddies in the commanders brew podcast. And it's oh, a lot great. of fun. It's like a gameplay series where we just play a game of commander. And, um, every episode you kind of want to bring a deck that's like, you know, you want to mm, play with them. Like new and fresh. Well, wait, so yeah. Do you like make decks for certain games and then like never take that deck apart and you need more cards for a new deck? Oh yeah. So this deck is, this deck is the way it is for right now. Okay. Um, this deck was a pre-constructed deck, but I've, I've, you know, I've found two cards that I had that I was like, I might as well put them in. They work well with it. And so I took out a card, put, you know, another one in. Um, and what were like, the, if I showed oh, you, sorry, keep going. If I showed you, yeah, I've got, so like, I've got plenty. Like, I don't, I didn't come with all my cards to Montreal from Toronto, which would have been a bonkers move. But I did come with. A so few. you bring nothing but your Magic: The Gathering cards. Yeah, I brought no clothes, and it doesn't even matter. Uh, <laughs> so, like for for example, I've got like so I got this um, this deck box right here, and this is what I did was I decided I want to pick this commander i thought he was really interesting he's three colors his name is mathis the fiend seeker he's like a bounty hunter mm. and the kind of gameplay that he encourages is kind of like um like um like a curse environment so okay. like uh tough to explain that but enchantment heavy <laughs> and everybody is you know doing their thing but i'm not about to go buy another copy of like a 15 dollar card so i just t took a land and wrote 
uh, in Sharpie on it. And then I have that like expensive card in a, in a binder that I can just pull out and use as like a prox. This is just my proxy. For You're like, here's the actual card. I just don't want to yeah, fucking get it. I have it. it. Don't worry. It, oh, cause exactly. you have to have, you have to like own it. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, well, some people don't even care. Some people are like, yeah, that's a hundred dollar card. And to be able to compete with this table of people, it, it's fine. Don't just like, yeah. You know, we'll pretend it's like, that, that card is that card. Fuck. They just like, pretend this is a better card. I can't afford. Right. He's, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing is some cards are like several hundred dollars. That's <laughs> insane. That's insane to me. So can you, I mean, I'm gathering that you can buy cards individually. It's not like, is, okay. So is, do they also come in like, you know, old school baseball card packs where you just buy a pack and get what you get or what? Yeah. Yeah. Booster packs. That's okay. Uh, that's, that's the booster pack. So, okay. Yeah. But the booster packs, depending on the set are like, if a set's done being printed, then those booster packs are much more expensive because they're on what's yeah. available on the set. Yeah. Not made anymore. Uh, with Commander, I don't know if you already said this, because I'm confused. I think it might be confusing with the booster packs. Is there a, a certain number of cards you can have in every deck or types of cards? Is there like a maximum? So the idea is that you pick your Commander, that's one card, and then you have the 99, which is 99 cards for the rest of your deck. So it's a 100-card singleton deck okay. that you, you start playing. Like the regular game of Magic is you shuffle up your deck, your library, you draw seven cards, and then you start the game, but your commander is in the command zone. So you can okay. play that card as though it's in your hand, but every time you cast it from the command zone, you have to add a commander tax to it. Um, so, yeah. Um, like there are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, one, two, three, six, seven, seven, eight card types in magic just one that i don't have in this deck and like we already talked about lands we talked about artifacts creatures are one yeah. of them sorceries are spells that you can just cast in your in your on your turn uh instants are like spells that you can cast at any time okay um, uh, and enchantments are kind of like artifacts but a different permanent type and then there's planeswalkers which are like the big hero cards of the game it's kind of what because netflix picked up a magic the gathering show and that's who they're going to be based around how do you feel about that by the way fine stub uh i think it's um pretty cool and i would love to have been part of writing it uh been <laughs> if, pretty are fun. they doing more seasons he's available i'll say this if they're not uh you missed your chance you dicks but um, I think <laughs> fucking losers fine. but if you are i would love to see yeah, yeah, yeah. i i would love to i honestly am very curious to see what they do with it because magic has had a couple of like it started off with just not just the cards but also the books so there were books that were oh. novels part of it and so there is like this deep lore that i eventually did get into i was never into it while playing and then the the game is just like if you so part of the fun of playing these games with some of your friends is that you'll be able to be like, Hey, do you want me to give you a prompt so you can build another deck? And you're like, yeah, sure. And you have to be like, well, you have to build it from this perspective. You have to be like the lore guy. And oh, like, so you get oh. like the story sort of like dungeons and dragons, how they lead you along and not dungeon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what it, it's not the same. Is it? So no, but it's close. Like there's it, it, there's just a story and you get to, like, for example, every legendary creature is legendary because you can only have one in play and mm. you can only control one at a time, but also because they have 
lore behind them. So, um, for example, um, one of my favorite characters in magic lore is probably Volrath, who is like this shapeshifting guy who's like the evil shapeshifter. He's not a good man. Um, <laughs> Red and- flag, ladies. <laughs> I just find his, I think his card design is interesting, but I don't condone his actions. He's a mean. But over the course of magic history, what happened is his character in the story of the Weatherlight saga ended up, he impersonated, yeah, I know. He impersonated. (laughs) I'm trying to not go. What the fuck? No, no, I know. It's very dense. Well, there's so much. That's what I'm trying to like. There, I don't it's know. There's probably, 30 years. There's probably it's some people years. listening who we may have completely lost. I'm trying to make oh, sure to jump sure. in and go, what does that mean? But I'm like, oh, creatures, floor, yeah. there's so much. It's yeah, intimidating. Lord, it's the story of magic and like the, you know, so. All right, there you go. That concludes the free hour of the Mike Carosa episode on Magic the Gathering. If you would like to enjoy more laughter at the sound of me being absolutely clueless about this fucking game head over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed join the patreon get the rest of it hear mike explain things to me with such enthusiasm and me meet them with complete loss because i clearly am a fucking idiot uh and thank you by the way to my league of extraordinary idiots over on patreon that's john eric gene greg kathy terry couldn't do these episodes without you you guys are great looking forward to our new our new our next fine i'm fine i'm also going to put up a bonus episode for anyone still listening to this one uh of i'm going to talk about attachment styles because i had a a realization with that recently uh and i think it's pretty i think it's interesting i tweeted about it a little but i'm just gonna do a little solo episode i think maybe some more solo episodes uh, if i can just get myself a little more organized the context and subtext of every solo episode is I have ADHD. So, woohoo! I should do another interview about that. Um, if you haven't heard the one uh, from Jen Scott, it's somewhere in the feed of interviews. Go check that out if you're interested in hearing about living with ADHD. She was great. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I literally just started talking about a completely different episode of a podcast. Jesus Christ. Um, let me know what you thought of this one. Um, if you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots, you know where to go. That's on Patreon. Would love to have your support now more than ever. I would love to uh, have your support because Stand Up is in flux. And to be frank, I'm having a complete identity crisis and possibly an emotional breakdown. Um, all right. What else? Please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative. For every person who has a similar identity, they're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. So if you don't like Mike's version of Magic the Gathering that he plays, you had some, uh, well, actually, uh, pop up while you were listening. Guess what? Fuck you. No, don't fuck you. But he he's just one guy. He's not, he's not the oracle of magic card games so don't get your panties in a twist you got additional guests you want to suggest you have questions for future guests head over to the facebook group ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots that's where i will post asking for questions that is where um we have discussions i'd love to have you over there follow me all over the internet at jms comedy if you want more from me 
and uh, also check out my other podcast two filthy nerds while we're at it there might be some nerds tuned into this episode given the content we're currently breaking down harry potter a few chapters at a time with my co-host who has never read them and we will uh, uh we do nerd culture nerd fandom super fandoms so we will jump on to a lot of other things perhaps one day we will do a magic the gathering episode um, but yeah, keep sending suggestions and keep asking questions because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know, and the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance, especially on this episode. <sighs> See you soon, idiots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.